The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Through the words of the Gospel, may our sins be wiped away. At some point in their development, children become interested in knowing what life was like before they were born. In our family, the kids enjoyed watching our wedding video. During the reception, while the video camera was rolling, my brother-in-law, Regis, who died suddenly and unexpectedly 22 years ago, left Colleen and me the following message. I hope you take the love that you've been blessed with from God and make it grow exponentially. Take the love that you have for each other and share it with everyone. Open up the flower of your love and spread it like a virus. When we were first created in God's image and likeness, Scripture tells us that the Lord God formed man of dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. We have the breath of God's divine life flowing in us and through us right now. The question we must all ask ourselves is, does God's Holy Spirit living in us make any difference in how we think, how we act, and how we live? Is Jesus Christ the heart and center of our lives from Monday to Saturday as he is for an hour on Sunday. The story of the Tower of Babel, we see that when people lived in loving obedience to God's holy will, there was harmony, community, and peace. But when they began to build their city 
with a tower to its top in the heavens. And so make a name for themselves apart from God. There was confusion, isolation, and discord. We are living in the Babel of the 21st century. The culture says to us over and over again and in many different ways, ways, let us make a name for ourselves apart from God. But instead of building a tower, we build abortion centers. We build multi-billion dollar pornography and human trafficking industries. We attempt to build new definitions of marriage and gender. We build a society where poverty flourishes. We build a culture of death where the terminally ill are encouraged to kill themselves and where the elderly and disabled children are euthanized. St. Paul gives us hope. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains, even until now. But the Spirit comes to our aid and intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. We see this clearly in the birth of the church at Pentecost, which is a stark contrast to Babel. In the city of Babel, the people were gathered together in community, much like the apostles would gather all together in the same place. In Babel, the people chose their own spirit instead of the Holy Spirit, and their language became confused. They could not understand each other, and their community collapsed as they were scattered to the ends of the earth. Conversely, the apostles receive God's Holy Spirit, and they begin to speak in different languages. But now, with clarity and understanding, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Instead of confusion and disunity, the Spirit-filled apostles are now equipped to take the gospel message to the ends of the earth to build and strengthen the body of Christ by word and sacrament, to establish Christ's one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. It's interesting in John chapter 20, the gospel we just heard, John includes a detail which, which sometimes it just passes us by, but is extremely important. John includes the detail that God breathed on them. Why? The word barach in Hebrew means to create. And the only subject of that verb, the only person that creates anything in the entire Bible is God. Because we don't create anything. We co-create with God. There's only twice that God creates by breathing. You heard me mention the first time in Genesis chapter 2, where he breathed into the nostrils the breath of life. Nishmak, ruach. Ka'im in Hebrew, gorgeous phrasing for God taking the breath of his divine life and pouring that life into us. The only other place where God creates by breathing is John chapter 20. And when he breathed on them, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now notice, Jesus didn't walk into that room and say, peace be with you. If anybody has sinned, you tell them just to pray to me and I'll take the sin away. Jesus, 
say that. Instead, he breathes the life-creating power of the Holy Spirit into those 11 apostles. And he gives them his authority in the Holy Spirit to forgive sins in his name. He doesn't say, pray to me and your sins are forgiven. Instead, he empowers the apostles to forgive sins in his name. Why? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen? Jesus no longer wanted to speak through great prophets, through great men and women of the scriptures. So he became flesh and dwelt among us. Why? To touch us with his own hands. To love us with his own heart. He wanted personal relationship. And in that upper room on Easter night, when he came into that room and breathed life into those apostles, he did that because he knew he was going to ascend. We just celebrated the ascension. He knew he was going to go back to the right hand of the Father. But he still wants to touch us with his own hands. He still wants to love us with his own heart. He still wants personal relationship. So he gave us the priests. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. God the Father sends the Holy Spirit to meet us, to awaken and ignite the fire of faith within us. Our journey to eternal life does not begin when we die, but here and now in our own reception of the Spirit, in our own Pentecost. As we live each day of our lives, let us be mindful of the presence of the Holy Spirit and pray to the Lord as King David did. A clean heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not deprive me of your Holy Spirit. If we love one another, John says, God dwells in us and his love is brought to perfection in us. The way we know we remain in him and he in us is that he has given us his own spirit. My brothers and sisters in Christ, just as the Holy Spirit is the love between the Father and the Son, he is also serves as the conduit, the pipeline, the superglue that joins and unites us to Jesus and his heavenly Father. Just like debris that is consumed by a fire's burning heat, when we give ourselves completely to God, we are caught up and consumed by the fire of the Holy Spirit's love. From this love flows the strength and the grace and the courage that we need to live our faith. The Holy Spirit helps us get through hard times and assists us when we have difficult decisions to make. He is our anchor, defender, and helper. If we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, then we can fulfill the will of Jesus and be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. We can truly become the people 
who God created and calls each one of us to be. It is the Holy Spirit who then sends us forth to let people know that God is real. So my friends, my prayer is that to take the love that you've been blessed with from God by your baptism and make it grow exponentially. Take the love that you have for the good news, who is Jesus Christ, and by the grace of the Holy Spirit, share him with everyone. Don't keep the faith to yourself. In the spirit of Pentecost, open up the flower of your love and spread it like a virus. Amen. and profess our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. 